Keywords, Volume One, by Chan Master Sheng Yan. Change and Changelessness, from Chan Newsletter Number Fifty Seven, November, nineteen eighty six. In the Surangama Sutra, there is a story about King Prasenajit, who was sixty two years old when he talked to the Buddha about getting old, and how it was possible. That there can be anything that does not suffer change, he said. I'm getting older, not only year after year, but month after month, day by day, second after second. The Buddha asked him, "You have seen impermanence, but have you seen permanence?" As the king was unable to answer, the Buddha said, "Have you seen the water of the Ganges? Was the water you saw when you were three years old?" Different from the water you see now, when the king said that the water in the Ganges then was not different from the water now, the Buddha said, "All external phenomena are in a state of change, but the nature of that which changes is unchanging. We are all in the process of growing old, but we generally aren't aware of it. From the ages of ten through twenty, there are changes. From the ages of twenty through thirty." There are also changes, and so on. When we have finally grown old, we realize that we have gone through many stages. There are two very painful times in a person's life: separation from a loved one who is still alive, and separation from one who has died. It can actually be more traumatic to be parted from those who are still alive. When a person is dead, there is nothing more that can be done. Most likely, after the initial suffering. It will be understood that it's useless to go on bearing the grief, but in both cases there is still a great deal of pain. Most people fear death and wonder if there will be life after death. Even those who believe in future lives are distressed by the idea of death, because they cannot be sure they will be reunited with the ones they love. In the Chinese novel *Dream of the Red Chamber*, the main character observes a peach tree. Losing its blossoms at the peak of their beauty, she reflects that human life is also like this. Just when people are at their peak, they die. She weeps as she watches the blossoms fall and prepares a burial for them. She thinks about her own death and wonders who will bury her. She reflects that there is parting, separation, and death, and that is all. On the same theme of impermanence. Tang Dynasty poet Bai Juyi wrote a poem called "Grass." Abundant grass growing in a plain. Every year it flourishes and withers. So abundant, a wildfire cannot burn it all. In the following spring, it appears again. The difference between sorrow of the young woman in the novel and the musing of this poet is that the former sees only the decaying of things. Of impermanence, while the poet expresses an understanding of a cycle of renewal, he sees that although there is a withering, there is also another flourishing. This is a Taoist thought, and because he speaks of causes and conditions, it is Buddhist as well. All things come together because of causes in the past that disperse and come together again. Within existence, there is emptiness, and within emptiness. There is existence. 
The poet is not despondent over impermanence. He just notes the changes. In the Surangama Sutra, it is said that all things are in a state of change. But what is it that is not changing? The water that King Prasenajit insists is the same is really unchanged in name only. The water that someone can bring back from the Ganges today is definitely not the same water that the king saw. There are philosophers and theologians who will argue that there is some changeless substance in the universe, or a great being such as God. This is not the experience, however, of the Buddha. The changelessness of Buddha nature permeates all things. It is eternal, but not outside of phenomena. There is no basic substance, nor is there an extra entity called God. Another poem from the Tang Dynasty runs, A year ago, today in this doorway, there was a girl and peach blossoms. Both were shining, red and beautiful. Today, this year, the girl is gone, but the peach blossoms are here. One year, the peach blossoms gave the poet great happiness, and another, they brought sadness. What the poem is really saying is that although nature doesn't change, people's feelings do. The point is that vexation is just superfluous. The natural world is always in a state of change. It is a constant arising and perishing. If we understood this, we should not be happy when something comes into existence or is born, nor should we be despondent when something dies. We shouldn't feel joy upon acquiring something good, nor feel depressed when experiencing a loss. Once, when I was in Tokyo, I made arrangements with friends to take a train ride. This train always goes the same route and encircles the city. When I arrived at the station, one of my friends still hadn't shown up. Someone suggested that we go on without him, but another person objected, saying, But what if he has gone on ahead? I said, It doesn't matter. The train always comes around again. As far as change is concerned, we really can't know what things will turn into. We can't clearly predict the future. But there is one principle we can be sure of. What we are related to now, we will have relationships with later. Everyone has probably had the experience of feeling that they've known someone before, even though they've just met them. This is probably a case of being acquainted with that person in a previous life. They may have been family members or close friends. Some people have the attitude that a bad situation is something they should try their best to escape. An artist from Taiwan felt it wasn't safe there, so he moved to the United States. Sometime later, he died in a car accident in Florida. In another account, a man was told by a fortune teller he was going to drown, so he played it safe and stayed at home. Three days later, he died as he was washing his face. Improbable events like these do happen, but what you are fated to meet, you will meet. Within the changeless, there is change. If the person who was told that he was going to drown had gone out one of those days, he might indeed have died in a river or pond, but according to his circumstances, it occurred at home. Causes are always changing, and effects are always changing, but the principle of cause and effect remains the same. It is permanent.
Things are constantly being born and perishing, but for an unenlightened person, what is permanent is just this passing away. The vexations of ordinary beings stem from not being clear about change and changelessness. Not only do people change physically, they also go through change mentally. A person may be born poor and become rich, or start out rich and end up poor. An uneducated person can be educated. A low, mean character can be transformed into a sterling character. We are all in a perpetual state of change. If we aren't getting better, then we're getting worse. But there is one thing that is changeless, and that is our Buddha nature. Even the worst kind of person will in the end repent. It was simply his personality at the time that drove him to his actions. Most people hope for a future life. They are not fully convinced that they will have one, but they still hope. They think that the change will be just a new face with the same benefits. This is a selfish attitude and only leads to vexation. On the other hand, completely liberated persons do not suffer change. You could say that there is nothing that is not their body, no place where they definitely are, no place where they definitely are not. They are everywhere, with no fixed location. This is real freedom, true liberation.